Hey, this is Heidi Dawson. If you love all things health and wellness and style of any kind, hang out here with me each week. I'm obsessed with never-ending improvement, and it's all in an effort to help each one of us live a wildly successful lifestyle. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Hi guys, welcome to episode 366 of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. Nice to be here with you as always. Thank you for listening and sharing and giving me a five-star rating if you're loving it. It matters a lot on Spotify and Apple. Along with sharing an episode, that's one of the best things you can do to help the podcast reach more people. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. All right, I was talking to my little sister Molly the other day, and we were talking honestly about our other sister who is not in our life for religious reading reasons. If you listen to the podcast, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, it's just, if, oh, she doesn't want to be part of our life because we're not of the same religion as her. Anyway, I was telling Molly that I had hopes that things were going to go back to normal because we had such a nice time being all together back in November when my brother-in-law died. Now, it was a really sad occasion, but our whole family was together again, and it was really nice. And I said that even with all the work, though, that I've done on myself and the work that I've done around her, because it's gone back to we don't see him or talk to him at all, I have kind of an anger towards her that's resurfaced. And I don't think it ever really left because I didn't really allow myself to deal with it. I think I repressed it. So Molly said something that was pretty insightful. I, I guess I need to stop being surprised when she does that because she's not my wild baby sister anymore. She's grown up into this beautiful, super intelligent woman. Anyway, she said, you know, have you ever considered dealing with it more like grief? I mean, it's a loss for you, and instead of constantly feeling angry, maybe just deal with it like you would a death. Now, it took me a minute to process that, and when I kind of tried it on, it actually felt comforting, but it also had this finality to it. It felt so final, and I told her, you know, that's a good point. I'm going to think more about doing that, but I feel like grieving means it's final. And I refuse to believe that it is final, that we won't ever have them in our life again. You know, I'll, don't forget that first and foremost, I am forever an optimist. And she said, yes, you are. And that is a huge weakness for you. Now, when she said that, I went into defense mode because optimism has actually been a huge strength in my life, my whole life, which is what I told her, to which she said, of course, but it's also a weakness because sometimes it doesn't allow you to accept reality. Well, that was a truth bomb. <laughs> I mean, William Shakespeare did say your greatest strength begets your greatest weakness. I just really hadn't thought about how that affected me. I'm not sure how I missed that because I have always said Molly was born with her middle finger up. Literally, since she was born, she hasn't cared what other people think of her. And I have said that I, that would serve her, but it would also hurt her in some ways. And it's proven true throughout her whole life. So why would I think it would be any different for me and my strength? Of course, it's no different for me. My optimism has served me greatly. And in some ways, though, it's hurt me too. But that wasn't the biggest aha of our conversation. The biggest aha was this. After giving it a lot of thought, I can actually do that. I can grieve about the finality of my relationship with my other sister, while at the same time staying true to myself and my optimism. How's that, you might ask? <laughs> Sounds impossible. 
Well, my relationship that I used to have with her is gone. It's done. It isn't coming back. So grieving that relationship is actually healthy, and it allows a certain amount of closure for me. Now, I don't know what the future holds, and I'm not putting any, a, a lot of effort into predicting it, but I can say this with some certainty. Any relationship that I have with my other sister in the future, um, if I have one, will be a completely different new relationship. And that feels really good to say because it allows a clean break from the old one. I mean, there's been one in a break anyway, so grieving it feels right. But also leaving the possibility open that in the future there could be a time where we have a relationship again also feels right. But it'll be a totally new, different relationship, which is fine. You know what that does? It makes it less messy. I mean, we won't be having to repair this big, clunky, full of baggage relationship. We could just start a new one or not. And that feels okay to say. You see, though, we can apply this to so many situations. Maybe you're going through a divorce and you have children, so you still have to have a relationship with your ex. Instead of trying to morph the old relationship into something totally different, why not grieve that old relationship and then start a new one? A new one being a co-op with the mom or dad of your children. And that could be it. Instead of carrying all the baggage forward, Maybe you and your partner have had some sort of big problem, a fight, or a betrayal, but you've chosen to stay together. Why not grieve the old relationship and start a different one with a fresh, clean slate? I mean, the alternative is dragging all that baggage forward. And let me point out here, we aren't acting like nothing is wrong. For instance, for me and my sister, I'm not acting like nothing's wrong. I'm just recognizing the reality that the relationship we once had is gone. And I've been working to be okay with that. But it was lingering because of my optimism. I kept thinking we would mend it. And she clearly has no intention of that. So it's right and okay for me to grieve that and move forward knowing that relationship is no longer there. But keeping the possibility open that in the future we could have a new different relationship works for my optimistic self. There's nothing wrong with that either. The saying that some people come into your life for a reason some only come for a season, and then there's those that are in your life for a lifetime. See, not everyone will be in your life forever, and sometimes that's hard for us to accept. But staying mad about it or being continually hurt by it just keeps the wound open, especially because you don't control other people. So why not give yourself a chance to be happy? It may not work for everyone or in every situation, but it certainly gives you an alternative to move forward without dragging baggage around. My challenge to you this week is to identify one area in your life that you've been trying to fix or morph or navigate, but it's changed so much that you don't recognize it. Ask yourself how it would feel if you mentally acknowledge that you're going to let that old baggage version of that situation go and you're starting a new relationship with a fresh, clean slate. In life, sometimes the best thing we can do is give ourselves the possibility of starting out with a fresh, clean slate and move forward from there without all the baggage. I mean, it feels good just saying it. We don't control other people. We only control our thoughts and feelings about other people. So when we do a little mental work, it can go a long way in helping us mend, at least on our side. And that's the one that matters. Share this with three people you want to help move forward. I love you guys. I'll talk to you in a few days. 
Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days. Thank you.